Welcome to Sales Tech Stars Sales Star Podcast. This is where we feature news, tips and insights on B2B sales. Happy to have you here. Carson Collin, founder and CEO at MediaFly, a collaborative tool for sellers and marketers, is here to chat about a few top sales enablement predictions and practices for 2022. But before we dive in, Carson, we'd like to welcome you to this episode to the show. It's great to have you here. Thank you for taking the time to participate. Before we talk about the theme of this conversation and we dive deeper, we'd love to take a step back and we'd love it if you can tell us a little bit about yourself, what inspired MediaFly and let the audience really get to know you here. Yeah, sure. That's a very long answer. I'll give you kind of the short one. So, um, well, and thanks for having me here. The long answer is I wanted to found a company, but I didn't necessarily have an idea for a company. So what I started was the first idea that I came up with, which was a podcast platform where we would aggregate content and put it on on all the new devices that were coming out like Roku and iPhone and iPad. And what I pulled together was a world-class team of technologists. And together, we actually then took the company to where it is today. So we were one of the early companies to really do media distribution to all the new devices that were coming out, which then emerged into our ability to handle lots of different content. And that eventually evolved into sales enablement, revenue enablement, and where we are today. But honestly, the thing that I always looked for was how do I punch above my weight class in terms of the people that I was hiring and knowing that together we would find our way to something really great, which is what we, which is what we have done together. Absolutely. So that sounds like a very interesting journey. And we've had a very interesting last couple of years when it comes to sales tech and sales enablement. We'd love to hear your thoughts and dive a little deeper. How are you seeing sales enablement technologies in today's market play a more deeper and crucial role in sales, in the overall sales process? And what are some of the most interesting types of sales enablement tools or trends that you have been actively following? Yeah. So when I think of sales enablement, traditional sales enablement, what the analysts would cover and that kind of thing, it's tended to include really two things, sales content management and presentation tracking, that sort of thing, and then sales training and coaching. So those are the two things that I think universally have always ended up in the the sales enablement bucket. Mediafly has always been a little bit different. We look at the world through slightly different lens. We've partnered to bring in really strong readiness capabilities. um, And we saw one of the missing pieces in sales enablement really being the ability to quantify your value in a sales conversation. We call it value story or value engineering as a term you'd hear in a lot of organizations, value selling. So when I think of sales enablement, I think it also needs to include that ability to quantify value. When it comes to the interesting evolution, I agree, so much has changed over the last two years. One of the big trends I think is changing is that is that I don't think companies want to ask their sales teams to be popping in out of lots of different solutions. So you think about the account-based marketing solutions that they're using, the sales engagement solutions like outreach and, and so forth, sales enablement like MediaFly. But then you have things like, what are they doing for forecasting and dashboarding? What are they doing for post-sale um, using, you know, their, what is their customer success team using solutions like Tatango or Genesis or Gainsight? The big thing that I'm seeing happening now, and I think this has really accelerated in the last six months, is this desire to consolidate that tech stack into one common flight deck that allows revenue teams. So that's kind of pre-sales, during a sales process, and then post-sale customer success, field service, 
to be able to operate out of one common experience. And so I think that's going to totally shake up the market. I predict in the next, definitely the next 12 months, I think we're going to see it really heavily in the next six to nine months is you're just going to see this massive conversion of companies, everybody converging around revenue enablement, revenue intelligence, revenue intelligence operations, all these things I think are going to be coming together. I predict in the future, you're not going to see standalone sales enablement separate from those things. I think it's going to be all part of one really cohesive, contiguous solution set. Given all the recent acquisitions, as well as the funding, the way funding has sort of changed the marketplace, both in MarTech as well as sales tech today, it's very interesting to see how there's been, like you rightly said, more of a focus on unifying systems, unifying players. Everyone is working towards having this one experience this one dashboard that can align different kinds of processes and units within a company so that they can centralize everything drive processes with better roi better intelligence all in one place and it's probably easier in the future as well because what happens is when you have attrition or when you're thinking of scaling things you have everything in one place and it's easier to take things from there so diving deeper given all this recent funding and the way the acquisitions have taken place in the last couple of months in the last six to eight months in both market and sales tech. In what ways do you feel these kind of technologies will shape up the future of B2B in general? We did recently have HighSpot announce a very interesting round and you know that has also impacted the future of sales enablement in the sense this is what a lot of industry experts have been talking about and we'd like to hear what you think about all of these changing scenarios in the segment today. Yeah, it's interesting. I think I think HighSpot's a really well-run company. They've raised a lot of money I've spent less time actually thinking about the pure play sales enablement companies than I do thinking about the companies that I think are kind of the next evolution, larger or broader. So I think of companies like ZoomInfo, um, Sixth Sense, DemandBase, other companies that are kind of assembling the tech stack. I look at Highspot, very similar to Gong, something that's really great at what it's doing. And then largely trying to raise a lot of money, but largely trying to organically build the next capabilities, I personally just think it just can't be done fast enough. I think the desire for companies to have all this in one place means that companies need to have a really strong, um, you know, mergers and acquisitions muscle, right? So I actually, if you were to ask me who I I think is really strong, you know, I think Seismic's done a really good job at acquiring big things. I don't think they've, they've done as good a job as putting it together, maybe as they could. So it's part of contiguous solutions, but I think the ability to acquire things that are that are significant, I think is a key muscle. And I think, so I, I look at like Zoom Info is a good example. Recently, you know, a number of big acquisitions, Chorus and other things, they just recently relaunched themselves as their revenue OS and they've kind of packaged their capabilities into sales OS, marketing OS. That to me is the folks that I'm more thinking about. I'm, you know, I'm interested to see what happens. What does outreach do? What does Sixth Sense do? What does demand base do? Because I think they're playing in a bigger game than the sales enablement. I, as I mentioned at the beginning, I think sales enablement is going to be a component of the whole thing. And, and MediaFly, I think, is is a good example of that. I don't want to talk as much about you know myself during this during this podcast, but I think we acquired Insight Squared to really vault us into the center place of the revenue intelligence ecosystem. That to me is the new battleground. And so I think it's interesting the funding. I think what I'm looking at now are which companies do I think can do big acquisitions? Because I think ultimately that's going to dictate how quickly they can get to the center of this overall kind of intelligence and enablement ecosystem. 
Absolutely. And you did briefly talk about Mediafly and your recent acquisition as well. And we'd love it if you can dive deeper and tell us what is the near future roadmap for Mediafly? Like what, what does that really look like? How do you envision the company or the product to be in the next couple of months or by the end of this year? The way that I think most enablement companies have viewed the world is with heavily with, with content as the center of the universe. And so you kind of had content, then sitting next to that, you'd have sales training coaching, and then you'd have a strong insights analytics reporting engine. And they were kind of equal citizens. The way we think of the world, we kind of shifted that 90 degrees so that the backbone of what we're doing is revenue intelligence. And so everything we feel like is the revenue intelligence is like the connective tissue that connects everything together. So if you think about sales enablement or con the content piece, so what content is being presented? What's being shared? How is that being consumed? That is a critical signal to be passing into the revenue intelligence backbone that ultimately will pop out in terms of your revenue forecasts, your dashboards that you're using all the way up to the board and all the way down through all your management. So I we see the future of Mediafly as being a building and acquiring additional cards that fit together with that revenue backbone. And so you can imagine the things that would sit alongside of, of this, but we see... And that to me is the big evolution here is that no longer is it how well does readiness work together with your content solution. Now it's how well does readiness connect to your revenue intelligence solution, which then is well connected into your conversation intelligence, your outreach, all the other different elements of that. So that's you know kind of a combination of how we see the world. So we're, you know, we're building and looking to acquire more of those solutions that we can have be either um, things that are leveraging that intelligence to enable the, the revenue teams or things that can capture new data, new insights and bring it into that revenue intelligence backbone so that we can make better decisions, better forecasting, better dashboards, better enablement ultimately based on all that data that's flowing to that intelligence backbone. Absolutely, Carson. I think we had a very interesting, quick and interesting conversation in this catch up today. And we definitely, you know, love it if you can come join us again and we dive deeper into some trending B2B sales and marketing topics and themes. But in the meantime, before we sign off for today, we'd love it if you have a couple of last minute tips, best practices, or maybe even just a few takeaways while everyone continues to work from home or sort of get used to a hybrid working model through the rest of the year. Yeah, great. Well, that's a good question. I would say one of the biggest takeaways as I've seen content engagement data get married up with the other activity signals, email and, cap and calendar and that kind of stuff. One of the really interesting things you think about in a hybrid world is you don't have the body language to read that you used to have in a room, right? So if, if most of your meetings were in a room or you had all the key people, you could read all this great body language. Now you have Zoom meetings, a lot more asynchronous selling where you don't even know who's quote unquote in the room because things are getting passed around. One of the great, somebody actually described this recently to me as the dye in the veins. You think about like an MRI machine. Content is the dye in the veins because it gets passed around within the organization. If you have really great tracking on that, you can understand that digital body language of the companies you're talking to. And so that to me is the big takeaway of the future. One of the big takeaways is how critical great content is and then how do you make sure that you're using that consumption to be the dye in the vein so you understand what's going on with the, the accounts and the companies you're talking to, even if they're not in the room with you. Carson, we wish you and the rest of the team at Mediafly all the very best. And we hope the rest of the rest of the day as well as the rest of the month is absolutely rocking for the whole team at large. 
Thank you so much. I appreciate it.